Hello, 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 and welcome to First City Forum, my friends. My name is Catherine Tatsuda, and it is a wet and cold and rainy day in Ketchikan today. I guess we will survive, like we do, always. That's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do, knowing that at some point the sun will come back. Yes. Uh, Yeah, hello, and welcome to the day. I'm so excited to be here with all of you, and I have two very lovely people in the studio with me. I am blessed to be a little bit of a part of the KPU TV family, and I invited my friend Abby and Jason to come on air with me. And we're just going to talk about what's going on with KPU TV. I know it's something that some people know about. Uh, Maybe other people have seen you guys around town doing some filming and, you know, but I was like, gosh, have you guys even ever been on the radio to talk about what you do? I think this might be our first time. We're very excited to be here. Yeah, that's, yes, absolutely. I was like, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, my focus, a lot of my focus for the shows is just, you know, community conversations and bringing awareness to different issues and then also just different organizations and the work that different people are doing for the benefit of our community. And that is exactly what the two of you do. And then also Tim is here. <laughs> he's sitting um, He's sitting in the chair, nowhere near a microphone. <laughs> he's, he's much more happy, I think, behind the camera, right? Tim is welcome to join us at any time. Any I think he's excited to see all the equipment here. All yeah, the sound equipment. yeah, I yeah. think so too. I've just been like walking him through. I was like, "This is how I go live. This is what I do." And then I'm going to push this, and it's supposed to stop the radio from playing. And it did. I did it right today. Good so job. That I know. Good Thank job. you. <laughs> so, how are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Yeah. 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 Just took a little tour of the uh, Deer Mountain Hatchery. Nice. To get some background information on what might turn into a show about uh, brooding or uh, rearing salmon. And yeah, we always have our eyes out and our ears out for good stories right. in Ketchikan, in the southeast Alaska, of stories that we can tell and we can go, we can do a deep dive on the stories and really show people you know, what's going on. And the Deer Mountain Hatchery has always been something that we see it, we know it's there, but what's really going on inside of it? So. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's kind of funny because, um, well, w- before we came on air, they were telling me a little bit about going there. And I was just like, yeah, when I was a little girl, like I went there pretty often, sure. whether it was on, you know, like field trips. I think my dad was friends with one of the people who was the director of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like a part of like my life life and a part of my history in Ketchikan, but neither one of you are from here. That's correct. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're both fairly new. It's home to us. It's home to yeah. us. You're, it's, it's, yeah. Um, but still, it's just like, I was like, oh, how fun, you know, like as a local who's been here forever, it's just like, oh, whatever, it's a hatchery. But then you said, you know, this, it's, it's super fascinating yeah. though. I come from New England, so I did grow up near the ocean and I would liken a place like Maine or New Hampshire to be a lot like a Southeast. Alaska, but hatcheries were not a part of my childhood field trips. Right. So it is very unique here. Yes. And I started coming here about seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that that perspective lets me, lets Abby and I both see kind of the things that maybe are, uh, that are interesting in Ketchikan that might not be like so noticed by the locals. So we can go in and do a deep dive on those topics, like getting into the hatchery and like seeing that there's uh, thousands and thousands of fish just hanging out by a city park all the time. All the time. I mean, from uh, from like the whole fish cycle happens there, you mm. know, and it's very, it's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Did you get to feed the fish while you were there? We saw it happen. You saw it happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back another day. We'll post a, we'll we'll post go, a video later. About yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's so fun. So KPU TV is, it's, you know, 
you know, it's it's a it's a service that KPU provides to the community, um, and it's available. You can actually watch if you're a KPU customer. You can watch all of the programming mm-hmm. that's happened. I know, you know, Michelle O'Brien spearheaded this. I don't know exactly when she she took it on, but she really, I don't know, over ten years ago, she spearheaded it, and she, mm-hmm. you know, just really embraced it. And I love to see the evolution that it's taken over the last over these last 10 plus years and um the two of you have come into this and are really like it's fun to have a fresh set of eyes like you just said to be able to dive into the community and and the stories that you can tell and the new ways of filming and documenting these things. So can you tell me a little bit about just all of the different types of programming that you guys have done? um, And then also what what you're looking at, you know, coming up on some of your next big projects? Sure, yeah. Um, So really our goal is to show the beautiful places and faces of Ketchikan. I really want KPU TV to have an open door policy with the community. If you know of a story or you want to participate in something that we are doing, you are welcome. This is a place where everyone, I want to show everyone on television because that's what we're we're in the business to do, right? right? Is to show Ketchikan and people need to see their face on television. I want to show the beautiful diversity and the different people that live here and the stories that they share. Mm-hmm. So really that's what our goal has been, has been to collaborate and say, hey, you know, this person has a great story. They would be awesome on television. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that we did last year, we started out, we kicked off the year with a bang. We did the first ever video version of the wearable art show. Yes, you did. We filmed in February out at the old pulp mill while it was still under construction. It was 20 degrees with hurricane force rain. (laughs) I remember we had to evacuate one night because the the road was washing away. Oh my gosh. But you know, it's like maybe it was haunted, maybe it wasn't. We don't know. We had a great time. (laughs) Everyone there was so welcoming and allowed us to express ourselves creativity creatively and we partnered up with the Ketchikan Area Arts and Humanities Council on that and that was so fun just to give a new spin on wearable art. I want to make a comment about that show. It was beautiful. I mean really really beautiful professionally done just yeah outstanding work. Put a lot of work into it and taking on that kind of like space to light it and make it possible for artists to be able to perform and like even change just like getting a heat uh just some sort of heater into a space was like, yeah, it was a very, very yeah. logistical. I'm sure. We had to be creative on yes. all aspects of what we were yeah. doing, for sure. Oh, I, I, I am sure. And that, you can view that. That's it. You can view that yeah. on KPU TV, correct? Yeah, we have a yeah. YouTube page and yeah. it's available and it's still running on KPU TV today. Right. We gave it a nice little facelift and yes. put it back on the air around wearable time in February. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's still up and running. Um, we did have the original version with the original music, but we had to dub over it with similar music that's copyright friendly to right. go on the air. Yeah, there's a lot of rules around music. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we got it up. And we have the 2022 uh, wearable arts coming up. Uh, oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so we just filmed wearable art again this year, mm-hmm. and our goal is to do what has always been done, but elevate it. How, how we like to sit together and say, how can we elevate what we did last year? So yeah. we set up different camera angles. We have some good voiceovers. You know, we went to the dress rehearsal. You know, Tim got on stage with the artists. We got close-ups. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it'll, it'll look even different from last year. That's so, so wonderful. I some love it. Some of the other things, what else did we do? We did, um, we had a roundtable discussion around Stomp the Stigma for mm-hmm. members of recovery mm-hmm. um, and uh, the resource rally and everything like that. And that was really powerful to hear people's stories. They hold the walk every year and we kind of wanted to get a little bit more, like we said, in depth onto like individual stories and have uh the people who have experienced that kind of life just tell their side of the story. Right. I mean, we know that there is an opioid 
epide- epidemic yes. in yes, Ketchikan. Is. And mm-hmm. yes, there we is. wanted to know how we could participate in bringing matters like this to people to talk about and yeah. provide a platform for them to be able to do it. So that was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, on a lighter note, we held the first ever Ketchikan Beach Olympics yeah. in July. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, Catherine. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she was a strange one. <laughs> she threw on a beard <laughs> and has hype and a yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it was amazing. I grew a beard. Yeah, but that was really fun. A lot of it the was members fun. of the community participated. We had a bull kelp. Hammer toss. Hammer toss. We had a uh, brewery. Uh, swim. Brewery, yeah, yeah, hold your beer above uh, the water and swim across uh Swim Buggies across Buggy's Beach. Beach. <laughs> yeah, there, there was, what else? Oh, the crab walk soccer yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. casting yeah. competition. Casting competition. We had a rain boot race. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And it was amazing, uh, all the different participants that came down and mm-hmm. were like, to- they had the best attitude. Yeah, they, they were there for fun and like competitive, but also just really like what great sportsmanship, all Wonderful. of them. Shauna Lee came down and sang the national anthem yes. for us, lit yeah. the torch. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a that was a great day. That was yeah. so fun. And that was to promote KPU's coverage of the Summer Olympics. Yes. And we thought, well, why don't we do an Olympics that's Ketchikan themed here in Ketchikan for the people of Ketchikan? Yeah. And it turned out to be a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. And and I'm surprised that hadn't been done before, really. That's, yeah. you know, yeah. We're already noodling for ideas for, yeah. for you know, the next Olympics. Oh, I'm come sure. Around. And participants. Yes. And <laughs> participants. So if you're sporty, not yes. even like crazy sporty, you don't have to be super sporty. No, you just sporty. have to want to have fun. Yeah, just <laughs> want to have fun and be willing to try. Yeah. yeah. And speaking yeah. of sports, another thing we do is we live stream all of the varsity sports from K-High. Well, not all, but the big ones. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, we were there live streaming all of basketball Region 5 tournament last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put that on EduVision for the high school, and it also live streams to KPU TV. So it is something that is accessible to everyone. And I think, you know... Because we are the internet company, mm-hmm. our live streaming has great capacity. And yes. so we have an ability to be able to live stream from 8 in the morning until 11 at night when the games finish yeah. and make sure that there are you know very little issue and that there's no buffering or freezing or any of that. Right. And just get the shows, get the games to the people who can't make it to the games. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That's a huge part of like what we're thinking about right now is like how to get the show to or get the games out to everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well I, and i know especially sports and basketball uh in particular is at the heart of the community mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and so to be able to broaden the reach uh yeah. i think is really phenomenal so at the radio station we do similar because we broadcast the k-high kings and then also the metlakatla chiefs games Very cool. um, on, live on air which is uh i know you know very very much appreciative and I'm before the show I was out listening I was working on some other things and I was listening to Tracy and Mike um, who work for the radio station talking about they're like okay how are we going to broadcast the state games and so they yeah. were talking about scheduling and you know and like okay we're gonna do catch can we're gonna do Metla Catla mm-hmm. so um, and I just I just think that that's such an awesome thing yeah and uh, we do it in collaboration with Russ and Clark and they're pumped out over our live feed so right, we're yeah. in there with you a little bit yeah, oh, yeah. We collaborate with the radio. We collaborate with the radio. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, utilize as many talents and as many, you yeah. know, That's groups as possible. huge part about Ketchikan is just getting all of the talented people together and doing a beautiful thing. That's one of the things that made me stick around mm-hmm. is just the amount of talent that is in Ketchikan and the amount of people willing to say yes to right. a project. Yeah. Yeah. Another fun show that we were able to do is we collaborated with Sam Romy, who owns his own float plane. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, do you want to come along and film? some cool TV shows. And yeah. we were like, yeah. So now we have a show called Alaska Above and Beyond, which is the concept that much of Southeast Alaska has been explored by boat or on foot. But 
do you really know Alaska from above? Right. And so we go on a float plane. We've flown to Hyder over the Misty Fjords. We've gone up around Devil's Thumb over to Petersburg. Marble We've, Island. Marble mm-hmm. Island and Prince of Wales. Mm-hmm. And we get to see these places and share them with our audience, which are places that are rarely seen. Mm-hmm. Well, and do things like, I mean, you guys landed by like an iceberg. Yeah, and, we like, walked on an iceberg. Walked on an iceberg. <laughs> Thank goodness I brought my spikes that day yeah. for my boots. No I would have been kidding. swimming in the ocean. Can you let us know about his uh, shipyard over in... Yeah, his boat works. Hi- it's, uh, yeah, so he's Hollis. yeah close to Hollis. It's only accessible by boat or plane. Yeah, um, yeah so he's the owner of Wolf, Wolf Creek Boat Works. Mm-hmm. Sam's been on the show, talked about... I want to bring him back on. We just haven't been able to coordinate to give an update about what's going on. Sure. He's in a, a bit of a legal battle right now. Now with uh, yeah with Alaska Mental Health Trust and all that and yeah. so but yeah okay, you told yeah. us about his water powered ship right workshop and right? we went over and made a documentary about yeah, it yeah it's completely <laughs> powered by water yeah and it's all of this old equipment yeah I think from the late salvaged 1800s. from canneries and yeah. it's been there since uh, uh, it's 1935 80s. yeah it's I think 80 it's when it was built. years old something like yeah. that yeah yeah, yeah. That was fascinating it's beautiful right yeah I was so I was so sad I was not able to go. You got to go, though. I did get to go. Yeah, Sam took me flying back in uh, January, and so I got to go and see Wolf Creek Boatworks, and then he we flew around. Uh, we flew around POW, and he was like, you know, this is this was that, and and he just like all of yeah. the incredible history. And I mean, there's there's so much history <laughs> that is in our area that we don't even know about. Well, exactly. Stories of Ketchikan run past history yeah and that's why this place is that's why our stories are so diverse is because there's so many stories coming from all different areas yeah and we just try to tell as many as we can and we can't do it all but we try but we really right. try there are certainly more stories that can be told than what we have capacity oh for. my we gosh do our best. i know yeah. i know well you're bored like just because so i've you know i've worked with you guys i've hosted yeah. multiple shows like yeah. i've done you we know we love when you join yeah, us yeah i it's so much fun but it's it it is like you're bored of ideas of like okay this is what we're going to focus on for this quarter yeah. it and with just you know the two or three of you plus you you know, maybe you have an extra helper occasionally. It's just incredible yeah. the things that you that we you're able to do. We are a team of two. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we have a group of lovely contractors who work with us as well to mm-hmm. help with the filming. Yeah. And it's just a wonderful team. Everybody steps up. Um, but at the end of the day, there's only so much Jason yeah. and I can do. <laughs> I we do the best we can. Yeah. You know? We yes. are as full service as we have capacity. Right? Be. Yeah. <laughs> because we do all of the we decide the ideas we work with the community to make sure that they are represented on the television network and then we actually do the production we do the filming we do the producing we do the post producing mm-hmm. we have an editor as well mm-hmm. and he edits everything and then we also manage the television network itself right so we are deciding what goes on the air when we are doing all of the promotion and all the marketing yeah. we are doing so it's it's definitely it's a lot of fun you have to really love it to do it you and have we to. really love love what we do yeah, yeah absolutely. definitely and we never have nothing to do I know yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice you yes. know and well and I love that so you know you you said that there are so many talented people in Ketchikan yeah. and it, there are it's it's wildly outrageous absolutely. to me how many talented people there are and how many opportunities that there are for all of these people to do and to create and to participate and for a town our size on a little island in southeast Alaska to have access to so many different things that really are like truly world class Mm -hmm. that I just think it's phenomenal. And we have so many talented people because we we nurture those opportunities. Yeah, I believe, you know, I moved here in 2020 in July in the middle of the pandemic when, you know, there, there was nobody hiring. I took quite a chance to move here. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that if you feed the community, the community feeds you. Mm-hmm. So you know, the community reached out to me and said, you know, do you want to come work here or work there? And I said, I work in media production. I was a producer. And they said, 
Within seven days of moving here, I had a message from KPU-TV that said, hey, would you like to come and be a freelance host? Right. And it just grew from there. So it's like whatever your interest is, I believe there is opportunity for anybody who wants to live here. Yes, I agree. I, I agree 100%. If you're willing to roll up your sleeves. And do it. And, and show up. feed the community, yep. it will show up for you. I absolutely agree. And within a month of you working for KPU, we drug you over to POW to film Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Well, it's so You're funny because like, that was the day I learned I needed brain pain. Yes. You want to go to Jason Island you never heard of for four days? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Well, because you guys did more than just go and check out Wolf Creek Boatworks. You went to POW and you actually, I mean, you went to multiple places yeah. over there and I, you filmed. We made about four shows. I think yeah. we made two shows about a staycation idea mm-hmm. in Ketchikan, mm-hmm. how to get off the rock right and, and then i uh, uh, went snorkeling with seagrove and got some footage of their uh their harvesting locations and what like, is seagrove seagrove is a kelp uh, farm or oh, outside of craig okay yeah they were and making they a kelp really documentary in, yeah they do really incredible work that's and, really uh, neat they're on the forefront of bringing kelp into the home yeah i love seagrove kelp they sell it at fish from trish last i checked yeah. and i made some nice seaweed gnocchi oh it's lovely yeah. lovely lovely i was in belize i don't know if you guys know that <laughs> oh well that's a name drop <laughs> i know um back over christmas time and we were out on a uh on like a private fishing charter and uh the we were you know going through this area and they were like oh this is all like seaweed farming kelp farming in yeah. Belize. And Very I didn't cool. realize like that that was an industry that they had, but it was really and I was like, Oh hey, wait, I know of places in Kitchen like, yeah. that, you know, do that I know as how well. To do this. <laughs> I know. Anyways, off topic. <laughs> I want to talk really quickly though about your experience in broadcasting media. I mean, you were you lived and worked in New York City for a long time. Um, you could name drop some you know some places where did you work for what did what did you do there um so yeah I lived in New York City for about 18 years before I came to Ketchikan and I I I started out there when I was 18 I moved there with no money no food no I mean I mean of course I had food but I didn't (laughs) know anybody you know I just was like okay well if it's bad I'll go back Uh uh-huh back to where I came from And I started working in Wall Street. I took a personality test. I had interviewed to be an administrative assistant, and they gave me a personality test, and I matched the kind of employee that they were looking for. And Mm -hmm. they said, well, the administrative assistant job is no longer there, but do you want to come and do international dividends? And I was like, (laughs) what's a dividend? Okay. Oh, benefits? Sure, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So I worked in a bank on Wall Street, and... I worked my way up the ladder for about 10 years. I became vice president of operations at Credit Suisse. But it didn't feel right for me. Yeah, It was something I kind of fell into, and I was good at it, but it wasn't my passion. And my dream has always been to work in media. Mm-hmm. So when I was 30, I made the decision to leave banking. And I went back to college. I was doing night school and got my degree. And I became an intern at CNBC. I said, well, let me use my, you know, what transitionable skills do I have to go into the industry I want? Yeah. So I became an intern for Mad Money with Jim Cramer. And, you know, I was going to get him tea. And I was, you know, sent out to go buy props and... I remember my first day, I had to build a, a tower out of donuts because oh. Krispy Kreme was coming on the show. And I was like, sure, I'll build a tower of donuts. Oh, no awesome. problem. You know, whatever it was, I had to roll up my sleeves and just get it done. And yeah, I was, you know, 32 and most interns were not that age. Yes. And I st- stood out. But, you know. And then they ended up hiring me. I, actually, they didn't hire me right away. I became a dog walker. And I was walking dogs, and I was interning at another production company at Steiner Studios, where they film HBO shows in Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. And then I got a call. I actually got a job with the Jerry Springer show. Oh, and the story developed. Oh my gosh! It was the scariest interview of my entire life. Was it really? Yes. And oh. I said yes to the job. And then I just was like, "Is this the direction I want my career to yeah, go?" Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. I don't know if this is.
is it. Oh my gosh. What so, were the job duties? Like what were they wanting to do? I was going to, to be a booking producer. Oh, that's what so I thought. They, yes. They told me I needed to get on the phone and cold call people. And if the person said no, I needed to ask who their mailman was, who their sister was, who their cousin oh was. Gosh. And I needed to get somebody from. Oh my gosh. It was very scary. Oh, oh that is scary. That sounds so terrible. So I said no because they wanted me to work, you know. 70 plus hours a week yeah. and you know yeah whatever for and to tell like trash yeah. i mean listen <laughs> it, you know that's that's okay if people yeah, want to work there right. it just for me personally right. it wasn't the path wasn't, i wanted i love that you so framed I, that so nicely i called them and abusive i said thank you <laughs> i said thank you very much for the opportunity but i'm going to pass the next day cnbc called me oh good and they asked me to be a digital producer for mad money okay and so i wrote articles in the newsroom uh for breaking news and then i moved over to be the digital producer and mad money and i was basically jim Cramer personal journalist. Yeah. I covered everything that happened at CNBC wow. for Mad Money and I traveled with them and it was a lot of fun. I did that for about five years. Uh-huh. And then I left. I felt a strong calling to serve. Yeah. So I, I decided to leave and I joined the Peace Corps and moved to Botswana, Africa, where I was helping with HIV AIDS, working in local government there. And I was teaching media production to unemployed youth, teaching them how to film using their cell phones yeah. and how to edit um, and then I was evacuated from Botswana. I was living in the desert with camels walking by, and I got evacuated, and I landed in Ketchikan, Alaska. Wow. So there huh? you go, from desert to rainforest. Yeah, from, from New York City to desert to rainforest <laughs> to... Yeah, and I mean, it's just really fascinating, but it's really incredible. Well, and both of you have just wonderful, diverse experience and um, lenses through yeah. which you see the world. Yeah. Which, um, like we started the show at the beginning, was, you know, it, it helps to be able to tell the stories that exist mm -hmm. inside of our communities, but then also the surrounding areas, you know? Yeah. For sure. Because we do have, a like, a, a, I mean, a, a crazy broad, diverse community. Absolutely. Um, I know that you you also filmed the um, the... Indigenous women, missing Indigenous women, mm -hmm. missing and murdered, missing and murdered, Indigenous women and girls. Yeah, yeah we did a roundtable discussion in the Saxman Tribal House. Yeah, um, yeah. So did a roundtable discussion about that, but then you also did filming at the Phil Am Festival, yeah. correct? That um, was the first one, you know, that, that celebrated the Filipino American culture and that history. Was so beautiful. The Ketchikan Wellness Coalition did a great job yes. organizing mm -hmm. that. They did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so seeing those but then also you did a christmas special yeah oh that's right you know <laughs> the catch a can night before christmas yeah. written by morgan weber kpu's yeah. own morgan weber and yes. we brought it to life i love that so much and so there really is just I, I the creative freedom that you have but then also the desire yeah. to to pull real stories to bring awareness to issues and to people um that are that can be difficult to talk about mm -hmm. you know so instead yeah. of shying away from them you say no we'll we will bring awareness to this and and this is worthy let's let's talk about it and let's highlight it yeah um you know we kpu is owned by the city of ketchikan so we are city of ketchikan employees mm -hmm. so we also collaborate a lot with the city of Ketchikan to make sure, and part of that is holiday programming, mm -hmm. making sure we help to organize the events that are happening around town in the holiday season. Yeah. There's a whole team behind that, but we are a part of that team. Yes. So when, when community collaborative events are happening, we try and be a part of everything to make sure that it is represented. Yeah. Where I look at what we do as sort of a community service and we mm -hmm. try to access as many areas of the community as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that during the pandemic when businesses, perhaps smaller businesses, were struggling to stay afloat in a difficult time, we created a show called Around Town where we went and we went to KPU business customers and we featured their businesses and their stories right. to, you know, bring exposure to these businesses and support our own community members now yeah. we're moving in a direction that we can get the businesses that are associated with kpu uh to give them commercials 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just did uh, Eagle. We did, yeah, Eagle Furnishings. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. A long time ago, I worked with Michelle, and uh, KPU TV produced a commercial for us that was nice. really lovely. Yeah, yeah very heart-touching. <laughs> you know, I would watch it and, like, cry. I should say it was Double Eagle Double Eagle Furnishings, yeah. So what's on the horizon? What are you guys working on now? Well, I think one of our biggest projects involved your family, Catherine. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Yes, so it did. <laughs> the museum has just opened a new exhibit surrounding mm-hmm. storytelling and the resilience of c- the community, community and gatherings, mm-hmm. basically. how we gather and the stories that we tell. And so we have collaborated with the museum with regards to that exhibit. Um, there are a lot of legacy families in Ketchikan. Yes, there are. And boy, do they have some good stories to tell. And so we have partnered with them to create a new show called the Ketchikan Legacy Collection about the legacy stories and legacy families that are here in Ketchikan Mm -hmm. and hearing their stories of resilience, of having to pivot, adaptability, Mm -hmm. and just capturing those stories on video has been really powerful. Mm -hmm. We started our first episode with yourself and your father, Mm -hmm. Bill Tatsuda. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just really riveting to hear the stories going all the way back to Jimmy Tatsuda in yeah. 1904 coming to Ketchikan. Yeah. And listening to your family's stories and seeing the images just like gives me a broader context of the history of Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. And we're going to include those images. And just I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this project develops and just get a, a wider uh, understanding of what has happened in the past in Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another show we are working on is um, there is a program happening with regards to life skills and fishing for children mm-hmm. oh. coming through RYC and Baranoff Fishing. Yes. 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 I know about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we are working with um, those folks over there to create a show to show what they are up to with the children of Ketchikan and how we are providing skills to the children that they can give back to the community. And getting kids access to the water. Because right. it's not a it's not a universally accessible thing. It, it takes a certain level of like accessibility to be able to get out of the water. Yes, and those two groups coming together have made that platform possible for those kids to, if they haven't been on the water, to start learning how to utilize the areas around here that can get you fed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and teaching them teaching them the skills, the survival skills, the, the decision making, the mm-hmm. uh, yeah adaptability, like you said, the fun the magic of nature I mean all of those things (laughs) I love to see different organizations in Ketchikan come together for one common good yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that that was one of the the first times I had seen you know various tourism companies and various stakeholders coming together and saying you know what it's for the children let's do it right Right, yep. right. How could we not film that? I know. How could you <laughs> How not? Yeah. So I know they ran the program for the first time. I think it was last summer. Correct. Did yeah. you were you, were you guys involved with that, or are you planning just talks? Just talks. Okay. Yeah, we wanted to be careful about not putting vulnerable children yeah. on television. The yes. program is now open to all children in the okay. community. Mm-hmm. So this way you know, we could get more involved. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. But we learned how to film on a boat. Yeah, I we think did. Last year, <laughs> we um, teamed up with the Ketchikan Indian community and some, some members of the Native Alaskan community um, to talk about plants as medicine, to yeah. talk about, you know, how that impacts our Native community and how these stories need to be passed on from one generation to generation and there have been a couple of generations that were missed Mm. and these skills you know have Mm -hmm. not been gained and so I know KIC partners with Naomi Michelson to put on the plant symposium and so they allowed us to come with them on one of their fishing trips and Irene Dundas caught a 40 pound halibut and then there was like orcas circling the boat and I mean it was a magical day yeah so many opportunities for that kind of storytelling have been taken away and we're just trying to do what we can to like bring uh, those stories back to the forefront. 
Yes. We don't want to manipulate the story. We don't want to change the story. We just want to provide a platform for people to tell their stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love it. And if you're moved and inspired, if I'm moved and inspired by a story, I know the community will be too. And that's really what we're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's such power in, in video, you know, there, it just has, it just opens up a world of opportunities to connect, um, to educate, inform, inspire, entertain, mm-hmm. all of those things. And so I love that you are in a place um, with a heart for service in, in what you're doing because it could be where, you know, you're just creating fluff programming all the time, but rather yeah. it's it really is, you know, doing a mixture of some fluff but also you know service and storytelling and all of these things to make it be a very well-rounded yeah we want to have fun but we also Mm -hmm. really want to make a good product like Mm -hmm. we both constantly are racking our heads for what we can do to make something be better and look better yeah that's true we just want to show catch can how beautiful it is and that's a high task because it's really beautiful and figuring out how to capture that is takes it takes a lot of thought yeah what we do our procedure is that every quarter the whole team comes together and we take a look at what we did in the last quarter what shows did we make we do a post-mortem what worked what didn't work Mm -hmm. what can we do to elevate it for next quarter Mm -hmm. and then we sit and we say okay we have these staple shows that we put on the air we have healthy minds we have live in ketchikan we have wet weather wellness we have the main street minute we have alaska above and beyond you know we have these staple shows that we make episodes for and then we say okay what events do we need to cover for Ketchikan because we're capturing all of the local government live streamed meetings, all of the city council, borough assembly, planning commission, school board, Mm -hmm. all of that. We're doing that. And then we say, okay, what can we do that's fun and creative Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) on top of that? On top of all of that. (laughs) Yeah. What are we going to play with this quarter? Yeah. (laughs) So what, what else are you going to play with? So you've got the legacy. So the oral history project, you're Mm -hmm. working on the RYC, uh, Baranoff fishing. Do you have kind of something fun up your sleeve for spring? There's so many fun things. Yeah. It's just, it's narrowing it down. Yeah. It's a really difficult part. And like, I don't know. We got the. We are gearing up for the summer. Out. It's yeah. going to be a probably record-breaking cruise season, from what we are hearing. Yes. A very yeah. busy one, and therefore that means we are busy. You know, there's like only a certain amount of filming you can do outdoors, right? You know, because it's like, okay, we know it's raining, we know it's gray a lot of times, but. The summer is the time to get outdoors. That's when we're doing the outdoor adventure shows. That's when we're talking about plants. That's when we're talking about travel and all these things. So we are gearing up for a very very busy summer season. I want Tim to host a show. I know he's not on mic, but I just want to see. He's a he's a very interesting person. I want to see what he does if we just give him a boat and go. Yes. If I give him a boat, I mean use his brothers. He has an expert knowledge about mushrooms and, and hiking. Yeah. And he's an adventure person. Yes, so. it could be Tim's adventure Tim, show. Tim and Jim. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, you've been assigned. Don't you worry, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Just go on and wing it, no swearing. <laughs> yeah. So do you have just some dream stories that you or shows that you want to do that are just kind of like bubbling there that maybe are still at like 30,000 foot view? You haven't really um, kind of dove into the details of that yet. But for me, we got a little bit closer today by going to the hatchery because I just want to tell the story of salmon in this area from uh, egg to eat table. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to see that played out in a... uh, long term long form format mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and the canneries yeah i think would oh, be yeah. Really oh fascinating. yeah 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 the canneries would be fascinating we also talked when we were in you know brainstorming sessions about getting on some a fishing boat and i would love it documenting yeah. that absolutely. you know what does that look like life of a fisherman in in southeast alaska yeah, we totally want that to happen and show all the different kinds of fishing that's happening here yeah. from experimental fisheries to casting off a berth 
Yeah. yeah. And I think also one of our goals has been to connect Ketchikan with the rest of Southeast Alaska. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so sometimes we do make shows to show people, okay, well, this is what's going on outside of Ketchikan. Right. And we can do this here. So we traveled to Juneau in October because yeah. I was getting my drone certificate test up there. Right. So we said, you know, let's make some shows in Juneau. And we reconnected with the lovely Alex Verbeck, who mm-hmm. used to work for KPUT. TV, and we made a good taste of the Southeast show about exploring Juno. Yeah. Which if you want a semi staycation, just go to Juno and Don't, eat. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Juno's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. I was there over a weekend with my dad, and we went and found some of the old mines, hiked and like just checked out those. The hiking yeah. is fabulous. Yeah. 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 So that's been something that we've also been working on. Just, you know, how can we innovate from the inside out? Right. Right. You know, sometimes I think living on an island in Ketchikan, we can become a little homogenized Mm -hmm. or we can get into our bubble. Mm -hmm. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's remember we are a part of Southeast Alaska and what's going on around us. Yeah. And there are a lot of resources to look around in Southeast Alaska that just like Spruce Root is bringing money into this community through specifically right now, Jack Finnegan with his $25,000 Path to Prosperity grant. Yeah. He's going to be on the show next Tuesday with me talking about the process. And and his win. So for those who don't know, Spruce Root is a Southeast-based nonprofit organization that uh, that does free and low-cost business coaching. They offer um, business education classes as well as they finance businesses also. Mm -hmm. And every is I think it's once a year. Once a year, I believe, for, for the Path to Prosperity yes, program, that's where it's a business competition, mm-hmm. and people apply to be a part of it. Um, and through the process, they write business plans, they come up with a, a business idea, and they and they get education along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also mentors. I was um, I was blessed to be able to be on the mentor team, nice. so um, uh, join in on some of those calls with all of the different. Competitors and talk with them about their business idea, um, answer questions that they might have, and um, and then at the end of it, they picked they pick two winners, mm-hmm. and the winners each get a twenty five thousand dollar grant to help them to build their business yeah. and um so great it is great and we've had multiple winners in ketchikan so i think jack yeah. finnegan is the third okay. winner if i if i remember correctly so uh naomi michelson yeah, kasai consulting mm-hmm. yeah, yeah she the, she won the land project which was the where we went out fishing with yeah <laughs> and then also um Oh my gosh, uh, Jellyfish Joan Donuts is also oh, a nice. winner, I believe, wonderful. of the Spruce Root Path to Prosperity program. Yeah, That's wonderful. I'm excited to hear Jack talk about. Yeah, yeah. So week. he's going to come on the air. His business is called Fishability, and he wants to. He is building. His goal is to have a business, uh, a fishing charter business for people um, with disabilities. Yeah, and just completely accessible. Completely accessible. Yeah, that's huge. It I is feel huge. like boats, just having a boat and access to a boat opens up one's possibilities yes. in this area tremendously. It really, really does. And the accessibility natures of living on a tiny island needs to have more accessibility options mm-hmm. and needs to pay attention to differently able people more. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to Jack's, uh, mm-hmm. to talking with Jack, interviewing him, mm-hmm. finding out about this because it's, yeah, a really beautiful cause. And I'm, I'm yeah, glad that he was the winner of yeah. that. So. That's yeah. great. That's wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we talked a lot about, you know, what you guys do. I love that, you know, so you can view full episodes of everything on KPU TV if Correct. you are a customer of KPU. Channel 611 to start. Channel 611 mm-hmm. to start. So 611, it, let me give you the channel breakdown yes, because I think do. sometimes people get a little confused. Um, so channel 611 
11 is where we put all of our exclusive content. The, those are our babies that we work on, that we really handcraft. And it, it's really, we are the only v- local video media outlet in Ketchikan. Yeah. So if you want to know what's going on in Ketchikan, I should clarify that we are not the news, though. Right. True. So, you right. know, <laughs> you got to give us time. So, you know, there's no time element associated with it. Our, you know, we have a time to edit it and make it beautiful. These are evergreen stories about our beautiful community. And then there's Channel 675, which is where all the city meetings go to. So if you want to see your city council meeting, that's where you're going to go. Channel 684 is where you're going to see a replay of all the games that we have filmed at Mm K-High. Channel 685 is where you're going to see the live stream of sports when they're happening. And Channel 679 is the live stream for borough meetings. Okay. And Channel 680 is all the replays of all the meetings. Okay. So I know that that's a lot. I'm not going to quiz you later on those numbers. I was going to say, I wasn't taking notes. We put up a channel guide <laughs> weekly on our Facebook page. So. And in the newspaper. Yeah. And in the newspaper, so people know where to go. Yes. yes. Exactly. We break it down. For yeah. You. That's good. Good yeah. job. Good job. <laughs> but so, but you also, you said you had a YouTube channel we as well, yes. which is, I um, I think is awesome. So yeah. people can view. So if you're not a KPU TV customer, but you, you still want to view the content, yeah. um, much of it is available on YouTube. There's a lot of content. A lot of content. Not all of it because we got to keep some for our cable subscribers. Right, (laughs) right. Our handle is simply KPUTV. Ooh, easy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Same thing. We have an Instagram account, KPUTV. Yes. TV, KPUTV. And Facebook. Facebook. Look at you branding yourselves all across the platforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So we are consistent across all the platforms. Simply look up KPUTV and you can find us on YouTube. So yeah. when people want full episodes of things, it's probably on YouTube. It's there's, on YouTube. There's stuff with Jake and Michelle filmed from back in the day. And oh, yeah. To some of our brand new stuff. Right. Yeah. I, there is a show that Michelle did about finding parking in Ketchikan where she drove around in a golf cart oh, during funny. cruise season looking for parking. And it stays consistent as like the number That's one sh- watched that- show on YouTube. That is hilarious. Many years later, people are just fascinated by watching Michelle look for parking. Well, that's a relatable issue that I think that all of us, I mean, no, I mean, everybody can relate to that, which is, uh, yeah, I I didn't even know that was there, but now I have to go watch it. Yeah, There goes my afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and I've spoken with people who have moved to Ketchikan from, and part of their decision was they had they watched the content that was on the KPU TV YouTube channel yeah. because it documents so much of the wonderful events and the community and celebrates it and brings it to life when and especially when like it's gray and it's rainy and sometimes we feel stuck and we have a propensity to think that gosh this is just not always a great place to be mm-hmm. and so it's nice to to have those things documented and videos where we're celebrating what's good and we're recognizing yeah. it you I, I know think the whole KPUTV is just a project to document uh Ketchikan as it evolves from mm-hmm. Michelle and Jake and Alex and mm-hmm. everybody who's worked with us like it's just an ongoing aggregation of the beauty of this town mm-hmm. yeah I feel very lucky and blessed and grateful that we were given this opportunity to say hey you know go make some good media yeah. <laughs> about where you live yeah and we just have such a supportive environment yeah you know, we're in the plaza. A lot of people don't know that. We're above <laughs> KPU customer service. You yeah. may so have if come you... to pay your bill and come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever wondering why there is that space in the plaza with a couple of TVs in the window, that's us. Yeah. And we are building a studio in there so that we can film right there in our workspace. But a lot of times we're around town. Mm-hmm. We're carrying our equipment mm-hmm. from place to place and setting it up and saying, how does this look the best in lighting? What do we do about sound? How are we going to really expose the beauty of this situation? situation and so um feel free to stop by and say hello follow us like us yeah subscribe yeah well i was just thinking so we just have a couple of more minutes left and i was just thinking about you know what if people they have this wonderful idea for a story or an event or something that they would love for you to cover what would be the best way to to get in contact to talk with you guys communicate with you you can email me personally i'm abigail s 
at city.ketchikan.ak.us. That's a lot to remember. That's a lot to remember. <laughs> so another option is you can just send us a direct message on one of our social media platforms. Yep. One of the things is we are directly under the sales and marketing team of KPU Telecommunications. So we are not publicly funded. Um, we work for Kim Simpson, who's absolutely wonderful incredible. and fabulous, incredible, so supportive. And uh, she has instituted a real culture of community service at mm-hmm. KPU Telecommunications. Mm-hmm. As soon as a direct message comes in, everybody gets a personal response right away. And she makes sure that everybody does. Yesterday, there was somebody who sent us a message and an hour had gone by. I just didn't see it. And she texted me and said, hey, there's a message. Go ahead. And I was so grateful that she did. So we will always respond. Oh, wonderful. And you can always reach out to us. And we are are an open door. So anybody can reach out to us. And we want to show, we want to hear from you. Yeah. And make sure that what we were putting on is important to the people who live here. Yes, yeah. And then what about people who are interested in being, whether behind the camera, assisting with filming, learning some of those skills, or maybe being on camera? Are there opportunities for people to to help or to learn? Yeah, absolutely. We have hosts from all across the community. We're mm-hmm. just... Uh, We've had Shelly Hill. We've had you. We've mm-hmm. had. Uh, I started you know, out as a host. Yeah. 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 Just um, you come to us and pitch a show and yeah. we'll see what we can do. Well, we, that we, was my experience. <laughs> yeah. I had an idea for a show and I met with Alex and I said, hey, I have an idea for a show. I want to interview public figures. I want to interview community leaders, um, you know, city council people, borough assembly, executive directors, you know, all these people that we see their names in the newspaper or who are making decisions, but we don't know them as people. Yeah. I yeah. want to interview them. Conversations and, with Catherine. And that's yeah. where conversations with Catherine came from was to break down some of those barriers Uh, and um, help to create human connections. Well, I think it's part of our responsibility to capacity build our own people who are here as well. So we do invite people to come and work with us, and we can teach you the skills. If you have an interest, Mm -hmm. we can teach you the skills. We are always looking for part-time camera operators. Um, We are always looking for hosts. Yeah. You know, I don't want this to be the Abby Network or the Jason Network, where it's only our faces in these shows. Right. We want everyone to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just remembering that we plan three to three months to a year out and that yes, coming please. to the table with a lot of good information and background research is a really good way to get pushed to the front of the line and a really interesting <laughs> story. That's <laughs> rather important yes, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, being like, hey, there's breaking news. Can you come and film this right now and have it done by Wednesday? I mean Probably not. Right, right. So uh, recognizing the capacity of uh, of what you do also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we love to share yeah. skills. And yeah. anyone is welcome to reach out and we'll see how we can best work with them. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that. That's been my personal experience of, you know, a, having... I was, my own personal capacity was able to expand thanks to the opportunities um, at KPU TV, which is just one of those beautiful things about being in Ketchikan again, because there is opportunity. If there's something that you want to do and you are willing to put the work in and show up and have a good attitude, you can do it, you That's know? my experience, too. Yeah. Like, Alex brought me on, and then Jake Schwartz showed me everything I know about being behind a camera yep. on the video side. And then, uh, yeah, it's just I've grown into this position over three years now. So It's been really wonderful to watch Jason grow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just gets more and more He's creative. so good at what he All does. All the time. So good. All the time. Thank you. I love it. I love it. All right. That's a wrap. That's the end of our show today. Well, well thank, thank you very much, much yes. for having us. Yeah. This yes. was a lot of fun. Yay! It was wonderful. I had a good time. Hopefully, you listening out there had a nice time, too. Uh, I've been speaking with Abby and Jason with KPU TV. They're doing wonderful work around the community, creating, um, just documenting the beauty of the community and all of the surrounding areas. All right. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. That's it for First City Forum. I will be back on the air tomorrow with my friends from UAS. All right. So tune in. Have a great day, you guys. We'll talk to you soon.